1: Hi, once again for the Growing and Grace podcast. <laughs> I'm a Cap, Mike Kapler. I've got Breezy right over there, Joel Breezy. Breezy, how you doing, Joel? I'm good. I'm good. I'm,
0: I'm Breezy. All's well. <laughs> All's well. You know, we were watching um, uh, the uh, the resurrection of Gavin Stone. Um, to Christian movie, uh, but it's it's fun. It's got one of my favorite WWE uh, former WWE superstar Sean Michaels is uh, a supporting in the supporting cast, and um, the uh, the dad from the middle, and um, he was also the gender on Scrubs. He's in it anyway. Um, the a woman in the movie was wearing a dress, and Gavin Stone, the main character, he says he says that that's that's rather breezy, and <laughs> I was like that came out of. Left field, no clue what what anyway it was a it was the the pastor's daughter in the movie that was wearing the dress, and she was kind of the mink anyway, it's a good movie, actually, really about God's grace and how you know it's the resurrection of Gavin Stone. I won't get too deep into this, but I mean, he was a former child star and gone bad, you know, good guy gone bad, and he needed. Some help, and this uh, long story short—a very long story short. This church helped him. They saw through all his quirks and and the various things that were wrong with him. And they they um through loving him and accepting him, he was able to find God's grace. And uh, anyway, the resurrection of Gavin Stone is a good movie.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I haven't watched many good movies lately, so i might have to put
0: that on the list. That's kind of a feel-good one. It, you know, all throughout, it's got its comedy. It's a what do you call it, a dramedy. It's got its serious parts and it's got its comedy parts. And I, You know, I, I've always been hesitant to watch certain Christian movies because historically there's been a lot of cheese in a lot of these, uh, <laughs> and, and, and they're not really all that well done. But just like we found out with Christian music when you and I were in the Christian music world, there is a lot of good quality music done in the Christian world, and, and the same can be done, the same is true, with um, some Christian movies as well, and this one I think was very, very well done. Had a you know basic storyline, a predictable storyline, but it was done very well.
1: Good. Well, hey, um, if you're new to our podcast, just want you to know. Joel and I we, we just have these casual conversations every week to encourage you in God's grace and the new covenant of Jesus Christ. Now, sometimes the word covenant can be a new thing for a lot of Christian believers, even if they've been saved for a long time, going to church for quite a while. We have a pastor friend nearby who recently uh, went out of state to speak to, I guess, sort of a conference where other pastors were attending, and, and he spoke, uh, and he shared some things about the new covenant. Um, and I think his focus, if I remember right, Joel, and I'm, I'm taking a guess here, but I think it was around John 15, uh, as Jesus was sort of prepping his disciples for what was to come with the Spirit and so forth. Uh, but he he would have pa- these pastors, you know, talk with him afterwards and say, well, you know, I've, I've kind of heard a little bit about the, the new covenant, but I, I don't know that much about it. These are pastors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Upon which <laughs> upon which we, we, you know, a topic, if you will, a, a topic that we should be placing the foundation of our Christianity upon. Well, yeah, it's what the church is about. It's about what Christ is about, the n- new covenant.
0: It's like, you, how can you even talk Christ and, and know the what life in Christ is about without knowing the new covenant? So yeah, I, I get you on that.
1: Yeah, well, and I, I think that was my question to the pastor who is telling me this, that you and I know. Is that what what have they been talking about all these years? Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary. Yeah, it is. I mean, I because I, I think a lot a lot of churches,
0: and I've been in a lot of churches in my lifetime. So I don't know what goes in all churches. But I also have listened to Christian radio, and I listened to Sunday morning. I used to listen on my old courier route that I used to do. I would listen to a lot of preaching on the radio, and so much of it. Is about stopping doing bad and starting doing good. It's behavior. It's tips for living the Christian life. It's um, tips for being good. You know, you know. It's five steps for becoming a better dad. You know, twelve steps to doing this or, or whatever. The five P's of parenthood. You know, whatever. And very little talk about our identity. Very little talk about the sacrifice of Christ. Maybe around Easter, they'll talk about the resurrection. Good Friday or or whatever, that whole, you know, Passion Sunday, Palm Sunday, I mean, through Easter, you know, they'll talk about that. Christmas, they'll talk about the birth of Jesus, but very little in churches and in teaching these days about the new covenant. And you're right, it is very sad because it is, it's the foundation of the entire uh, life in, of our entire life in Christ, of everything that we have in Christ is because of this new covenant and how it replaced the old covenant, not just um, continued the old covenant. It didn't continue the old covenant. It took the place of it. It's completely different than the old, something brand new and better. And it, yeah, it is it is really sad that the church really has little idea or clue about what it is.
1: Yeah, it, it's not new... And improved. It, it's just it's just new and different. I right. mean, it's it's not the same thing. It's it didn't improve the old. It replaced the old. Right. It, trying to trying to follow up on what you just said. Just saying it differently, I guess. Um, so last week, you know, we were talking about what is it that we can do to make ourselves more acceptable to God, more pleasing to God in a way that would uh, cause Him to react positively. In saying, okay, I do forgive you now based on what you just did there. I do bless you now based on what you just did there. I do save you now based on what you just did there. Uh, we came to the conclusion last week that, and hopefully you did too if you listened to our program, that there really is nothing that anybody can do or anything. There's nothing that anybody can avoid, not one single thing that you can avoid to make yourself uh placed within a a better position than other other than what christ already did for you at at the cross i mean that that's that's where the battle was won you're not the the biggest battle that we're fighting today is the battle of identity Hmm. believing that what jesus did for us has made us the righteousness of god in him Uh, and so you know sometimes people get caught up with with versitis or versology they start looking up a, a a bible verse Uh, I ran across one here just a minute ago here, Joel, uh, as we just take a quick look in Galatians chapter 5. And we've talked about Galatians chapter 5 before. I believe we did sort of a, a little series on Galatians some years back. We breezed through it pretty quickly, and I do mean breezed, haha. But uh, <laughs> it was easy. I, I think it was program six ninety six. I looked that up, and 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 we we finally got to, to Galatians chapter five. If you want to go back and listen to that, we were probably going to be more detailed then than what we are now. But I'm just here's here's a verse for you, Joel. A little leaven leavens the whole lump.
0: <laughs> so what are you going to do with that? You're going to
1: put that on your bulletin board and memorize that. And what does it mean? And ask uh, 50 different pastors what it means and probably come up with a bunch of, uh, you know, different answers. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying that's one Bible verse. What What's the context surrounding it? There's some other stuff here in Galatians chapter 5 that Paul says. And if you don't have an understanding of, of the new covenant picture that Paul was painting within the first four chapters or even the first four and a half chapters of the book of Galatians, if you don't have that understanding of that context and why he's saying what he's saying now, and if you're just going to focus in on these verses, two or three different verses that Paul says, you're going to get mixed up. You're going to get confused between law and grace and, and thinking that you need to be doing something to make yourself right with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do need the, the,
0: the context of all that, that Paul is saying, like in this epistle and, and elsewhere. In, in Romans, we've talked recently, and in recent times anyway, about uh, various things that Paul said in, in the book of Romans that have taken out of context that totally takes away from what he was really saying in the big picture. And so you need the, the things in context. And um, just, be, just before he said a little leaven leavens the whole lump, he said, You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? That's a that's a verse that gets taken out of context. I, I've heard, you know, obeying the truth that means you got to do good. What hindered you from doing good? And and I actually when I'm when I was out on the road as a courier, I would take the, those first words out of context too. You ran well. What hindered you? It's like when I would get behind someone who was going going um, fast at first, and then they would slow down. I would say, you ran well. What hindered you? And anyway, uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> get mad at people for going slow. <laughs> you ran well. What hindered you. Anyway, um, so he's talking, of course, in the first four chapters there, he's talking about the running well is that they were living their lives by grace apart from the works of the law, apart from their own works. So they were running well, but what hindered them from obeying the truth? Uh, this persuasion does not come from him who calls you because him who called them was telling them that it's by grace apart from their works. And so a little leaven leavens the whole lump. If you mix just a little bit of law in with your life in Christ, that leaven is going to mix its way into the whole batch and you're going to be really messed up. You know, I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind, but he who troubles you shall bear this judgment. Whoever he is, the person troubling them is the person who was trying to bring law into their lives, and that's that was the trouble that was being caused here. Uh, that was being caused here in Galatia. That's why Paul was writing to them and and said he had doubts about them because they were they were going to the law. And the fleshly works of the law, rather than uh, depending upon God's grace. I know we're going to have to take um, more time with this because this um, is—it's just getting good here. I think. But he, another, another, some other words that Paul says here. uh, If you just take these out of context, now the works of the flesh are evident. This is Galatians five nineteen, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies. Outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension. He goes through all of these things and he says, of which I tell you beforehand, just like I told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What do we do with that, Cap? (laughs) How much time do we have? (laughs) We only have a minute left. So like I said, we're going to have to get into this next week some more, I think.
1: I think so. We, we might have to just about stop right there. I, I took my eyes off the clock, which is a habit for me lately, and I always have to ask Joel <laughs> to forgive me. And because he knows I feel bad about it, he forgives That's me. That's right. Now, if, if I enjoyed not looking at the clock, that would be a different story. I'd he might be not forgive me. I'd be mad. I'd be mad and I wouldn't forgive you. <laughs> uh, but So we'll, we'll get into this more next week. But um, it, keep in mind, too, back back in Galatians chapter 3, Paul also uh, called a... a dabbling in the flesh my words uh, the dabbling part of it those who would uh, seek to be perfected by the works of the law were also dabbling in the flesh uh, starting out in the spirit thinking that somehow what they did would help perfect them when the perfection came through christ and him alone um, so there's different kinds of perspectives when it comes to the flesh. But one thing Paul did say in the book of Romans, that we in Christ are not in the flesh. Um, so let's keep that in mind as, as we move forward. Right. And just remember, just, just to help
0: those who are might not be able to listen next week, but you who have believed are not among those who will not inherit the kingdom of God. So don't worry about that you are among those who have inherited the kingdom already. So more about that next week. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting GrowingandGrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more
1: Growing in Grace.